the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thanks for joining us, America. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, host of the George Campbell YouTube show. You should check it out. Plenty of snark there. Lots of fun there. You're going to learn something, and you're going to giggle and laugh and everything. And our phone number here today, 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Peter is with us in Eugene, Oregon. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hi, Dave. I'm doing well. I'm looking for some advice on handling the uh, financial aspects of the panic that's starting and is going to continue around AI, artificial intelligence. Where Where is the panic? Well, uh, first of all, they're looking at it as an existential threat. But oh, I, I, I understand all the, all the philosophical yes. panic, but you're talking about a financial panic. I missed any financial well, panic. Yes. Um, I've worked in the, the AI field for over 40 years, and we're turning a lot of things over to AI, including... I'm aware of that. Where is the financial panic actually occurring? It's on the horizon, and we're going to see bank accounts and mortgage paperwork that's moved around and gets lost. And I'm wondering how to protect ourselves uh, during this transition over to more AI when those kinds of errors can come up. And so, okay, so there's not any... Wait a minute, let me stop a second. I just want to make sure I'm... Real clear. Oh yeah. I don't disagree with you that AI is a big freaking deal. I'm, yeah. But what? Right. But and, and that there's going to be a lot of things that we don't even know are going to happen are going to happen as a result, good and bad, by the way. Um, yeah. There's a lot of reason to be concerned and a lot of reason to be thrilled with the potential mm-hmm. of AI. What I'm trying yeah. to point out is is that there hasn't been any financial panic happen yet. Yes. Except Not, in people's yeah. minds. But are there things that I can do where I can, what sort of documentation, what do I need to get together? To to protect yourself for what in particular? uh, A couple of things, uh, well, they're all associated with assets like mortgages uh, and uh, paperwork that's at the bank. Uh, It's not beyond the scope that uh, what I have in the bank could be, transfer it over to someone else who has a name close to mine who lives in Timbuktu. Right? Okay. Uh, so, so do you keep, do do you keep banking myself? records other than digital? Um, I keep some. Okay. Right? They keep trying to get me to go digital, and I'm thinking, well, should I go back to asking them to send me paper copies of everything? Or, or just uh, hit print? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to, if you want to put a discipline in place for a period of time, because you're concerned about that, if you hit print, that's fine. Um, I I do not. um, Okay. Unless the entire civilization as we know it is collapsed by AI, which I'm not willing to go with that scenario, but unless that occurs, the mass transfer of banking assets to the wrong people is not going to happen 
Now, it can, is there going to be some of that? Oh, absolutely. There is some of that today. You have $8 an hour people coding some of this crap, and it gets in the wrong account now. Escrow accounts, I bet you, I bet you 40% of them are out of balance. They can't even seem to divide their insurance and taxes by 12 and properly charge it into the mortgage payment. So, I mean, so we've always had a level of error. The question is, is do the institutions, is the, is the level of error so massive that it's uncorrectable? If it is, I don't think there is a protection for that. If it's minor and you're the one uh, are the one of the 5,000 customers out of 500,000 that had a problem, and you've got to prove it to get your stuff put back, then, yeah, you probably do want to protect yourself against that, but you probably ought to be doing that anyway. Yeah, AI is using data that is, it has been given. And so unless your bank records got hacked and fed into the AI systems, this it feels a little on verging on paranoia versus no, I, the reality. I, I think the hackers could use AI to actually to actually clean clean out some accounts to his point i would go with him on that i don't think that's paranoia i mean i think the hackers are i think you're going to see hackers use ai in a way that we haven't even dreamed up i mean these buttholes can steal stuff that's not theirs regularly as it is this is just going to help them so ai is going to be uh it's a more efficient way to do fraud yeah that's what it amounts to but that doesn't mean that the bank is going to uh, not be responsible for your $10,000 that was in your account before some AI-aided hacker cleaned your account out. It just becomes um, one more way fraud could occur. Exactly. More, it's more efficient for everyone uh, to, you know, to do content, to create fraud, to uh, violate copyrights or trademarks or steal images. It's a, you know, if you want to be crooked, it's a more efficient way to be crooked. That's the downside of this technology. Mm-hmm. It's uh, highly innovative and highly uh, efficient. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Uh, but also, it's got such a powerful thing for good. and um, It kind of feels like when the internet was on the yeah, horizon, we all went, yeah. this is scary, but also amazing. I think we're just going to all adapt. Yeah, but but I think um, to go 100% dark on it and predict the end of time because of it, I'm as an existential threat, um, no, because I still think humans have this weird idea that we want to be in control of crap. We're not going to let the robots yeah, take over. I just don't think, I mean, I don't think we're going to need Will Smith on this. I think we're going to be all right. And so, because uh, we just, we, you know, people, thinking people are going, wow, powerful tool, scary thing, but wow, the vehicle versus the horse and buggy, powerful tool, scary thing. You can run over the neighbor's dog. Mm. Hard to do that with a horse. That's you true. know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, but it, but, you it's know, it's a good reminder to actually Make sure you have good passwords, and it's not just password on those old yeah. bank accounts. Keep your dog out of the street, yeah. and keep your dog out of the street. Well, both that, but yeah, but the uh, um, <laughs> but the, <laughs> two life. You know, tips I mean, from it, us it's today. two life hacks. But no, he's he's right that um, there's some scary things. What I don't want to do, and what I was trying to push in there is, uh, we don't want to add to the idea that there's already some kind of like stocks are have lost value in anticipation of what AI is going to do. Let me give you an example of that. Okay y2k anybody remember that old people young people kool-aid drinkers are you out there y2k yes yes remember the, wor- remember the world was going to come to an end i have a friend who wrote a book about the end of the world on y2k made millions of dollars doing it big bestseller wow. huge bestseller he's written several bestsellers since then none of them were like i was wrong about y2k but anyway but yeah and uh did i mean 
But did stocks go down? They went down. What happened in January when the fireworks went off? Did the grid shut down? Did the world shut down? No. Nope. What happened? Nothing. Oh, wait a minute. Stocks went right up through the roof. January that year was one of the best years ever. Look up January 2000. You'll love it. This is the Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. George Camel Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. This is The Ramsey Show. For 30-plus years, we've been here on the air answering the same questions exactly the same way. Eventually, someone will hear us. <laughs> you got to say it, what, a thousand times for, for it to click? <laughs> 7,000 is the rule, yeah. Mm. So, uh, hey, we got people who tune into every episode of The Ramsey Show, and they know everything we teach about money, and they still feel stressed out and stuck. Why? Because knowing what to do is different than doing it. Ooh. Mm. Knowing what to do is different than doing it. Like the mute button. It does there that. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I figured it out. I, th- I couldn't figure out where that was coming from. Okay. Uh, yeah. Personal finance is 80% behavior. The problem with my money is the guy in my mirror. If I can get him to behave, he can be skinny and rich, but he has issues. He likes donuts, chocolate. Oh, wait a minute. This I, feels I, digre- very personal, I digress. Dave. I digress. Real personal. Wait a minute. This is not my personal counseling session. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the proven way to change your behavior with money is by getting in a situation where you're accountable and encouraged by other people. It turns out it is not good that man be alone. Remember the uh, Fauci quarantine? I remember the Fauci quarantine. It's not good that man be alone. No one liked being alone. We went full people, cast away. People got fat, went crazy, and remodeled their houses. It was not good, you know? And so it is not good that man be alone. Now, the proven way to do it, getting into a Financial Peace University class, 10 million people have done that. And what happens is not only do we teach you the things you should have been taught when you're in high school, and no one teaches except us in high school. So there you go. And uh, in case, you know, not only, but just knowing it doesn't do it. So the teaching, so you need to be in a group, in a class, whether it's virtual or in a local church. And that's why this class has worked for millions of people. Go to Financial Peace University, RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. And let me tell you, folks, it's the best time you'll spend because you'll, you'll break some habits that some of you have had for 23 years. Oh, 23 years. Was I talking to you? Must have been. Must have been God's voice. Did you hear it? Yeah. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That was a joke. Calm down. For you those can of hear you, them freaking out. Those of you that are oversaved, calm down. But the um, So, George, guess what I found out? What's that? The state of Florida 
is genius. Okay. At least on at least on one thing. They have passed a law. They're one of twenty two states now that has a mandatory personal finance requirement to graduate from high school. Ding ding. We love it. Just went through and the school boards are all going around now. The districts are all going around. And we are at Ramsey, the Foundations in Personal Finance, Ramsey curriculum for high school students. Our personal finance stuff is one of just a handful of approved curriculum. We got our final Florida approval this week. We meet all the standards. We meet all the standards, all the backup. It's awesome. And so your local district, if you're in Florida, has the requirement to teach something, and they can choose ours. So if you want, if you're in Florida and you want your kid, or if you're just in Florida and you want kids in general to go through young teenage brilliant people to go through uh, foundations and personal finance, contact your local district and say, hey, we want Ramsey, we want Ramsey, we want Ramsey. If you're going to protest with pitchforks and uh, and like uh, torches and everything. Do it for a good cause. You ought to just do something positive. Because you know how many times somebody calls a school board district or school board or a school district and says something positive? That's None. Rare. None. This is like calling your preacher and giving him a compliment. They never get one. They always, want, they always hear what was wrong with the sermon. We don't like you got this curriculum. We don't like this book in the – we don't like this. We don't like – just what we like is we like Ramsey in our schools, and we would like it and to be approved. there. And you have to teach something. You might as well teach this. So call them, Florida. Call your districts and let them know. What and there's a big gap in those curriculums because some of the other ones, Dave, they're teaching all about credit and the importance of the credit score and how to lead this life of debt. It's exhausting. So we're out here See, going now, against now, the grain. Now we could complain, but now we were trying not to complain. But trying now to be nice. There we go. Maryland's in Houston, Texas. Hi, Maryland. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, George. Hey, what's Thank up? Thank you so much. Thank you for answering my call. Sure. Uh, I need some help with a decision before I make it. Okay. Uh, me and my husband would like to know, should we sell our rental and our land? We have a rental property. Mm-hmm. We have some land, mm-hmm. and we also have my mother-in-law's home we need to sell uh, to pay off our principal in the home we live in. It's a newer home. We would, bought it new. Would you share some numbers with me, please? How much do you owe on your present residence? Uh uh, 254000 What is your land worth? My land, I got a call today, and they're trying to get me to sell it for 20000 Okay. although I was asking for 35000 What is the uh, mother-in-law's property worth? 220000 Is it paid off? It's paid off, but he has to share with two nieces. Oh, so what is your share of the two twenty? Um, uh, 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 is that a third? I'm sorry. You're getting one 50, third? I'm sorry. You're getting one third? He's getting, a, he's getting 50%, and they're getting 25 Okay, so he gets 110000 out of that. Okay, and yes, what yes. Was, and you, then you had a rental. What would you get out of the rental? Uh, the rental uh, appraised for 210000 We have a mortgage on it. How much? So we hundred and nine. We owe. Okay, so you get a hundred out of that. All right, so a hundred, hundred and ten, and twenty would give you enough to pay off your house, but almost, but not quite. If you sold all three of those things, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, is and and why are you wanting to do all that? Um, because my husband, I feel like a workaholic, and he's just driving himself, working, 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 
and he's 61. He's been on the job 37 years, and I'm just ready for him to relax more. So I'm telling him, uh, you know, I'm I'll call you guys. Y'all have any more money? So uh, at this point, we have our emergency fund. That's all we have right now. Right. So you got rid of all your bills, but you still got no money if you do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we do have a a vet that I owe 30000 on. A Corvette? Corvette. Okay. That's interesting. Well, that's because I was working and I was paying for it. But I ended up having a hip replacement. So now I'm at home still healing. But I am paying for it. I'm getting money to pay for it. Honey, you're selling off everything inside to pay off your house, and then you're trying to tell me how you're keeping this $30,000 car on. You're not driving. That you can't even drive with a hip replacement. There's something funny about a hip replacement in a Corvette. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I I agree. What's it worth? I have to make the decision. I got to climb up in my truck, and I'm too sore to do it today, so I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Okay. They told me it's worth $35,000. Okay. And I'll come in. Yeah. So well, it, I'm it, it, to get rid of it. I, I think if you got rid of everything and you had the house paid off, that'd be an awesome start. But I don't think I don't. You sound like you think you're through when you do that. You got no money now. You got a paid off house, but we're gonna have to dig up the bushes to eat. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna have to have some money in addition to getting all this stuff paid off. And so, I love the idea of. It sounds like you're cleaning out your closet and having a garage sale, but it's a rather sophisticated one. <laughs> You're getting rid of a whole lot of clutter in your life. And it's a great start, but it's not a silver bullet like Dave mentioned. So I think these are all great things to do, but we still need a game plan of how we can is there, stop working one day. Is there any one of these items you're talking about selling that you, other than the Corvette that you went, oh man, I think we really shouldn't do that. We ought to keep it. No, well, my husband wants to keep the new house. He figured he worked hard. And the I'm new like, house, the one you live in. The one we live in. Yeah, but we weren't selling it. We were just paying it off, right? Yeah, but I was trying to tell them, let's do the day Ramsey way and go back to our other house, pay it off, and pay our debt off, and we'll still have some money. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't know where we got that being the Dave Ramsey way. The Dave Ramsey way would be paying off everything by selling everything, keeping the new house, and then work a few more years and let's build us up a nest egg. You don't have to work like a maniac, but you do need to be aggressively saving in the next five to seven years. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, the Vikings football team. That would be incredible. <laughs> what a tease. I was like, I don't know where Dave's going with this because that stage is wide James open. James is going. The producer's in there going, nobody's on the stage, Dave. Nobody's on the stage. What's going on? Dave's saying, James just had a heart up. palpitation from that. Yeah. But this is exciting news. Is this the first time that you've in it's your? It's the first time we've done a debt-free screen with an NFL team. Wow! I've not done one. We're not technically doing one. We're just doing it on their behalf. They didn't even ask us to, but we want to give them a big shout out and a congratulations. You take it. The Vikings paid off their stadium. What was it? Twenty-seven years early. Twenty-three years early. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And they saved hundreds of millions of dollars. I love in interest. the line. The Vikings can send their mortgage to Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> the writer was having fun with this one. That's good. Way to go, Mike. Way to go, writer. Wow. 
So at, oh, it's Mike Florio. No wonder. Okay, on Pro Football Talk. That's where the article's from. Okay, thanks, Mike. Good so job, says, Mike. I a like new it. tax bill would dramatically accelerate the process of paying off U.S. Bank Stadium. Before July 1st, $377 million in bonds on the building will be retired at a savings of $226 million in interest. Wow. So the Vikings. I'll tell you, it's a nice stadium, too. You ever been? I don't think I've been to over I've been there a couple times, and um, we've done a bunch of stuff there in Minneapolis, and uh, a lot of the churches and things we work with and businesses we work with have suites, and so we've gone a couple times. It is a beautiful stadium. Congratulations to the Vikings. So it'll be paid off before the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. So they're on the verge. So they're debt-free. And here's, here's your invite. If you how guys want to come. How does a Viking scream I'm debt-free? Probably in a frightening way. <laughs> Whether it's a football player or an actual Viking, still scary. But they have an open invite to come do their debt-free screen. Well, we screening. definitely – we wouldn't even make you uh, come here. We would allow you to do it over the phone. If anyone from the Vikings organization wants to uh, scream I'm debt-free, we, would, we would be honored. And to, if you uh, want to invite us on the field during the game. I think it might be the only NFL stadium in America that is paid off. I could be These stadiums are insane. Is Jerry, is, is Jerry Dome paid off? Jerry might have paid off Jerry Dome. He's got the money. Well, yeah, there's that, but I'm not sure. You never know. You never know. I, 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 I honestly don't know, but this is the first time I've heard of this, and so. Um, would you go on the field and do the debt-free scream if they invited oh, you, you bet. to open up the season? Absolutely. I think Absolutely. this is some brilliant television. And on top of that, the Vikings actually win, too. They're actually a good football team. That's helpful, too. So It also helps with their revenue to pay this thing off. You know, That's true. Winning teams. That's true. We stayed at the uh, – we were up there the last time doing an event. We stayed at the Omni Oh, which yeah. is right next to their practice facility. And there. And I walked over. We had some time. I was doing my walk, and I walked over and went through the, the museum. And no one was in there but me. But it was uh, – and all these ghosts of, of Christmas past, but um, a football past. But it's a fascinating museum. I mean, Fran Tarkington, all you know, the whole yeah. thing. It's just very, very cool. Very cool. So, That's uh, fun. hey, way to go. Way to go, Vikings. Vikings are debt free. Well, I like when a stadium's not desperate for revenue. Now they can actually make you know make the experience great for the fans and not jack up prices on the hot dogs and I'm all thinking that good the stuff. prices on the hot dogs are still gonna be seventeen dollars. Dang I'm it. Thinking. But we're gonna eat for free when we go. Are we? Is it? Just because we did this. <laughs> just because. Just because we loved on them. We mentioned you guys on air. Yeah. We're, we're not above a schmooze for a free hot dog. That's all we're saying. But yeah. Hey, cool That's stuff. Cool. Very cool. Uh, the stadium's already been in existence for seven NFL seasons, hosting a Super Bowl and a Final Four and various other events, lots of various other events. Uh, the building is in first-class condition, and it is. It's in excellent condition. It's a $1.1 billion stadium. It's, it's pretty it, amazing. It's a beast. It really is. And the old one, you remember, in the old days, you, you probably know, the, the uh, one year they had the blow-up roof type thing over it. Oh, And it yeah. collapsed with too much snow on it back in the old days this is the one before this that's yeah. minnesota problems right yeah. there yeah not issues we have in tennessee unless humidity will collapse something but yeah open phones here at triple eight eight two five five two two five connor is with us in uh atlanta georgia hey connor welcome to the ramsey show good afternoon dave and george how are y'all better than we deserve man what's up i have been living on rice and beans for years and i am scared to live a little how many and years? One to, oh, about six. Um, Why? Currently 22. Um, I, I've been in, yeah, I took your class in high school. My parents taught me to leave the Ramsey Way. Uh, tripped and fell a couple times, but uh, I didn't go to college and just instantly started saving every penny I made, you know, 
didn't live off nothing, just save, save, save. And how much money and, do uh, you have now? I'm currently about 200000 Good for you. And how old are you? 22. 22. You're an old man. And um, <laughs> and what do you, what's your household income, sir? Uh, about 160000 a year. Wow. Uh, what do you do for a living? I am a call truck driver. Wow. You're killing it. Okay. Um, okay, let, let's clarify a couple of things. The Ramsey way is live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. That's the Ramsey way, not living in a cave and collecting lint and only coming out on triple coupon Thursday the rest of your life. That's not the Ramsey way. Okay. So generosity and enjoyment should increase as wealth increases. Okay. And I think you're just stuck on the saving part of the button, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm scared to really touch any of it. Um, yeah, that's uh, so what I thought. We've got a flat tire. So we've got give, save, spend. That's the only three things you can do with money, and you're great at the savings part. And so what I would do if I'm in your shoes is I would force myself to have some goals in the giving arena and the spending arena mm. that feel frivolous, that feel crazy for Connor at 20. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm spending this much on a vacation. I can't believe I'm going to tip that waitress a thousand dollars. But man, when you do it, it is going to be so freeing. Connor, uh, if I were to step back, if, if you were to step outside of your body for a minute and just look at your life from a distance and you were looking okay. at your whole situation, what's something Connor should be spending money on that he's not? Oh, man. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure. Just give me I two mean, things. There's there's two things. You, you are sure. You know exactly what I meant. I mean, I'd eventually like a vacation. A vacation. All right. like what what would be an outrageous road. vacation for you in your mind? Oh, Australia. Okay. And what would you spend on this outrageous vacation? Oh, I don't know. Maybe $10,000. Okay. And you have 200000 right? Uh, yeah, most of it's tied up though. What's it tied up in? Uh, the stock market. In mutual funds or stocks or? Uh, mainly stocks. Retirement account? Uh, I have 401k, about 60,000 of that's in 401k. Well, it's not tied up if it's in a stock, honey. You put in a sell order and you have the money by tomorrow. <laughs> it's not tied up at all. There's no rope involved in the stock market. They don't use rope there. True. Okay. You, it's it's it, it, you're thinking of it properly as a long-term investment, not something to jump in and out of. But let's pretend that tomorrow you had one hundred and ninety thousand instead of two hundred. Would mm -hmm. you still be okay? Oh yeah. Okay. So I think George is right. Maybe even we baby steps. Maybe we don't spend ten thousand. Maybe we spend five thousand and we go somewhere other than Australia because you do need to spend ten if you're going to go there. But the um, but but you know let, let's baby step it and say I'm going to. Because what's happening is, George is exactly right, the tire's flat, and those muscles haven't been worked, and we need to work a giving muscle, and we need to work a spending muscle. So pick out a number that you're going to splurge on giving and find something that makes you cry, hungry children, children in the burn ward or the cancer ward, I don't know, what is it that makes you cry, and give them some money. And find something for you and take that same exact amount of money and go do a trip and start to build this muscle. Maybe find a hobby. Dave picked up golfing. Oh, no, don't do that. 
people do that. That causes all kinds too of... Too much men- stress. There's too much mental illness associated with that. No, but yeah, find something that's fun. Yeah, don't do that. This is The Ramsey Show. Thanks for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jill is in Milwaukee. Hi, Jill. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and George. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, so my husband and I are new to Baby Step 4, and we're wondering if we should open an IRA for my husband. So we both have matches with our 401, with our employer's 401ks, and we're doing that. Then after the match, I already had an IRA, so I'm maxing that out, but we still have a bit to go to get to our 15%. So we're wondering if it's best to open an IRA for him or do we go back to our 401ks, do the rest in the Roth options, or or what would you recommend? You got Roth options on the 401ks, so the difference in a Roth option and a Roth option for an individual, there is no difference as long as the mutual funds are the same thing. If you got crummy mutual funds on the 401k, you could do the individual. If you want to do the individual, it's okay. But you've you've got all the match you can get, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, and I'll tell you what I did with our Ramsey 401k is we've got a Roth option here. And so for many years, I just used the Roth 401k and did my 15% there and didn't contribute to a Roth IRA. So unless you're you're maxing it out, the income goes up to where you know you would move to maybe a backdoor Roth IRA or something like that, you could stick to the Roth 401ks if they've got good options. Yeah, as long as you got good mutual funds in there, you're fine. Okay, sounds good. So then um, would you recommend what the amount that I'm putting into the IRA actually go into my 401k because I have a bigger bucket of savings there. Doesn't matter where the, doesn't matter the size of the bucket. All that matters is the quality of the investments. Is your IRA a Roth? It is. Yes. Okay. No, I'd, I'd leave it alone. It's fine. As long as you got good mutual funds, the size of the bucket doesn't change it. As long as it's the total, all that you're getting, you're making money on every dollar, regardless of where the dollar is laying. Now, if one mutual fund is losing 5% and one's gaining 15 that's a different thing, right? Yep. But in terms of the buckets, if you've got $10,000 in one uh, in your Roth and you've got 150000 in your 401k, you have $160,000 working for you. It doesn't matter which pile it's in. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That doesn't change the math at all. So good question. Good question. Hey, here's what's cool, Jill. You're going to be rich. You know why you're going to be rich? Because you're paying attention. Asking these kinds Number of questions. Number one correlating factor between people who have money, they pay attention. And they invest consistently. All the time. It's that simple. They're asking questions like she's asking. Broke people don't ask questions like Jill asked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unless they're trying to not be broke anymore. You know, but I mean, they don't. But people that do that, this intentional, I actually am going to spend some time learning about a Roth IRA, putting money in a Roth IRA instead of rewatching Tiger King. And these are the people that end up, I mean, does anybody really rewatch Tiger King? But it could happen. It's it plausible. Happen. It could happen. I mean, is, 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 is that's so old now. It's not even a joke anymore. People don't even remember it, Dave. People well, have been born we've since tr- then. We've tried to block out everything from the Fauci COVID area. Oh, that's true. It's all a little blurry. Yeah. It's a little, little, little fauci up. Yeah. So open phones at 888-825-5225. Matthew is with us in Phoenix. Hey, Matthew, how are you? Hey, George. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Sure. How can we help? 
Yeah, so um, I completed uh, baby step two about a few months ago, which feels great, especially uh, doing it for three years of just work, 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 sleep, sleep, eat, and work more. Um, I'm Now I'm trying to uh, stay motivated and just wondering if you guys have any tips to keep motivated, to keep going through, get that baby step three done. How much longer do you got? What's your number now and what are you aiming at? Um, I'm at about three thousand dollars saved now, um, and my goal is around fourteen thousand. How long is it going to take you? Um, my goal is probably by December, January at the latest of next year. Sounds good. Of okay. next year? Are you saying like a year and a half? No, no. This, no you're saying right uh, now. You're saying coming... six months from now you're going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. That's more reasonable. Good. Okay, and how long have you been working on this so far? Um, I started um, with the whole program or just on baby step three. Okay. Um, but, I mean, how long did it take you to get out of debt? Um, it took me about a little over about three years and four months. Ah, okay. All right. So you're tired. I get it. I'm, I'm catching on. Okay. Um. Did you sense something when you got the debt paid off? Like, did you have a, a celebration moment when the, when you cleared the baby step two? Uh, yeah, I went and went to Taco Bell and ordered off the dollar menu. Whoa, You big go spender. big. Go big. So you didn't even yeah, like eat, that, like, real food or anything. Oh, my gosh. No. no. Why? I mean, did you, not that, you're being silly, and I am too. But seriously, the question I'm asking is, when I got out of debt, I could feel it physically in my chest. It was gone. There was a, like a used to be a 300-pound guy standing on my chest, and he was gone. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I felt like I, I lost about yeah. 20 pounds just from my shoulders. Exactly, exactly. And that's all joking aside. So what I want to tell you is, is that when you finish Baby Step 3, you've got the foundation laid. You have an emergency fund, and you have no payments but a house payment. You're going to feel that in a way you have even more so than just when you clear baby step two because, like Dr. John Deloney talks about, our bodies store the stress of being broke. Being broke is having a bunch of debt and no money. And when you don't have any debt and you have some money called your emergency fund, baby step three, you're going to look at that and go, I have $15,000 and I don't have any payments. There is no wolf at my door. I can breathe. Mm -hmm. You're it's worth it. You can make it six more months to get to that feeling. Aim at that feeling. That's where you're going. It's going to be like going up in the mountains and breathing cool air. Like if it feels good in your lungs. You know what I'm saying? It's freedom. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah, breathe that. Breathe that. That's coming in just by December. How old are you? I am thirty six. You have done such a good job. And you're almost free. Matthew, I, I remember this feeling that you had of I was got out of my forty thousand dollars in consumer debt and I went, Woo! It was so exciting. It's like whack-a-mole getting rid of those debts in the debt snowball. And then you get to baby step three and it's a little discouraging. There's no immediate reward. It feels like the hardest step. You're in the middle of the marathon. Saving is boring. You're tired of working the three jobs. And when you're paying off debt, you're making progress back to zero. We're climbing out of the hole, out of a negative net worth, getting to solid ground. But when I, when I reframed my brain and went, oh my gosh, I'm now building for the future instead of paying for the past. That was a game changer for me emotionally. 
to go, oh my gosh, I've never had a positive net worth in my life. I'm changing my family tree. General Generational curses are being broken. And that really lit a new fire under me for a new adventure. And so I think that's part of what you need to do with your situation. Now, there's kind of three things that happen that cause a, a tremendous release that you physically, it's a physiological shift. Um, one is first and foremost, you get control, get on a budget and you're not bouncing checks. I remember sitting at my desk in my twenties and, um, I had missed a check. I didn't write it down. And so I'm realizing I'm getting, I've got checks outstanding and there's not money in the account that, that pit in your stomach, my stomach tightening up, sweat in the palm of my hands, across the top of your lip, across the top of your eyes, your adrenaline glands start to release, and you're just like, that. that's just terror, that fear comes over you. I remember that sense, and I remember thinking, never again, never again, never again, never again. Not, so I'm going to be in control. I'm going to be on a budget. I'm going to be in a detailed plan. I'm going to be executing with great, great diligence. Number two, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm not going to owe a soul. You don't have any payments and you have a plan. Oh, my gosh. And then add to that, you've got fifteen or $20,000 sitting there for only for emergencies. It's not for a bass boat. It's only for emergencies. Those three things will cause your physical symptoms of anxiety to go down. Dr. John Deloney can tell you more about that, but that's exactly the truth. You'll get where you can breathe again. Your whole, you know, it, it's a whole different world. And you're not going from terror to terror to terror to terror. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.